0: You're listening to the Conversations with Kids Peace podcast. Advice, information, and inspiration from experts at the leading provider of mental and behavioral health services for children, adults, and those who love them. Now, here's your host.
1: Hello, and welcome to our podcast series, Conversations with Kids Peace. I'm Bob Martin. We live in a self-service, drive-in, walk-up, help-yourself world these days. Convenience and efficiency are the goal, and often we seek experiences where we go and get what we want because we believe we know exactly what it is that we want. In fact, for the self-service world to work best, it relies on customers and others knowing exactly what they want or need. But let's face it, there are times when we don't know what we want or need, like when a family member appears to be in a mental health crisis. Most of us laymen don't know how to deal with that situation or even how to find that information. The self-service model, being on our own in figuring out what to do, doesn't help us in those times. But at Kids Peace offices around the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania, there's a program that combines self-service convenience with the benefits of personalized professional guidance. And all you have to do to take advantage of it is walk right in. To discuss Kids Peace's free walk-in, no-appointment-needed assessment program, we have with us Sarah Kaler. Sarah is a licensed professional counselor. She works as a senior clinician at Kids Pieces Broadway Campus in Fountain Hill, Pennsylvania. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk a little bit. We'll get, we'll get to the uh, program in a moment. I do want to talk a little bit about your background because uh, I, I always think it's interesting to, to talk to folks about how they happen to come to do what they're doing mm-hmm. and find that path, find that uh, calling. How did you come to enter this field of mental health treatment?
0: Well, I initially, uh, when in undergrad, I went to Penn State University, um, and I actually started out as a an elementary education major. Um, so I wanted to be a, an elementary teacher, um, but the first semester in, I kind of realized I did a tutoring with kids out in Reading, um, and quickly realized that being in the classroom was not for me. <laughs> so. Um, I had taken a psychology class in high school that I really enjoyed, studying the brain and that kind of stuff. Um, So I had talked to my parents about switching majors. I talked to my advisor at the time. um, And I eventually then switched over to psychology. So I got my Bachelor's of Arts in psychology at Penn State. Oh, okay. I went through various internships there. We actually had, it's one of the few programs, I think, that you do like four or five different internships throughout your wow, college career. Wow, that's
1: a lot.
0: <laughs> yes. We did a shadowing. I, I shadowed school counselors um, in high schools. Um, I shadowed a school psychologist at an elementary school. I worked um, at Camelot for children. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: which, which is a, a nonprofit uh, in in this particular area.
0: Correct. Um, dealing with terminally ill children. Um, so I interned there. Um, and I think I went back to a high school and, and interned back there. Um,
1: they're, they're kind of blurring, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, so I
0: kind of like combined like psychology with school in a way. Um, after I graduated, though, from Penn State, I actually got a job at Kid's Peace. Oh, okay. Back in 2005 is when I started. Um, and I worked in the community programs with uh, children with autism.
1: Right, right.
0: So I did in-home work for 11 and a half years. Okay. Um, I had still an interest in wanting to work with kids. I love seeing the progress that they make mm-hmm. through the the intensive therapy that we do. Um but the driving around got to to me,
1: <laughs> driving from Allentown
0: to Bethlehem to Easton,
1: right, all over right. the valley.
0: Um, and I found out that there was an opening in our outpatients. Um, I liked being in one place. So I applied and I got the job and I've been an outpatient now for two years. Okay.
1: Now, um, I use the term clinician in introducing you and we use that a lot here, but I think for layman and, and frankly, I'm a layman, so... You know, I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody mm-hmm. here, but I wonder if people understand what that particular term means. Can you explain what a, what a clinician does in the, uh, the world of, of mental health?
0: Sure. Um, a clinician is a trained professional uh, with a master's. With it, it ha- they have to have at least a master's level um, degree um, in uh, the mental health field, counseling, social work, They can be licensed. So I have my LPC, which stands for Licensed Professional Counselor. Um, You can also have an LSW, which is a Licensed Social Worker. Um, And if you continue on with your social work degree, you can do like a licensed. I think it's a Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Yeah, I think you're Um, right. So at LCSW. Um, So and they um, they don't provide any medication. Mm-hmm. But they do assessments and they help people working with whatever their presenting issues are in that moment in, right. in a therapy right. session.
1: So um, that dovetails very nicely into what we want to talk about today, which is this program for the uh, walk in assessments. Now, we were saying before, it's a deceptively simple concept. It's basically if you feel that you need some guidance from a professional such as yourself, you. Come to the office that's providing it. You walk in, no appointment, and you get assessments. Um, first of all, how, roughly how many um, assessments did the offices in this area perform, say, in 2018?
0: For walk-ins, the total with all of our outpatients uh, was 708.
1: 708. Correct. Wow. So roughly almost two, two every day of the year. hmm Wow. Wow. Um, now, can you describe to us some of the common situations that these folks are facing, the kind of things that prompt them to you know, to come and, and, and get assessed?
0: Sure. Um, people come in for all kinds of different reasons. We have people that are in immediate crisis um, with suicidal thoughts, sometimes with a plan. Wow. Um, homicidal thoughts, also sometimes with a plan. Um, hallucinations, hearing voices, seeing things. Um, Sometimes it's just an increase in depression or anxiety. Um, We have kids that come in that often get referred from schools in the area um, for either truancy, aggressive behaviors, fighting in the school, Sometimes little kids come in because they can't focus, they can't sit still in the classroom, and this, you know, the schools are asking for extra help and how they can help manage those kids in the school setting.
1: Right. Wow. Now, um, and and obviously, these younger kids you're just talking about, there's there's an adult, there's a parent, there's a teacher, whatever, there's a school system that is prompting them to come and 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 get assessed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in your view, is it is it likely that we're talking about situations where these assessments are the first time these folks are dealing with a mental health provider or or, or a treatment option?
0: Sometimes um, there's a, var- a variety of different situations. Sometimes we get kids coming in that are in kindergarten, first grade. They've never dealt with anybody in the mental health system. They've never saw a counselor. Um, sometimes we get them coming in and they've had some sort of mental health or some sort of therapy. Maybe they've had early intervention when they were younger or, you know, some teens that we have coming in. Maybe they've seen a counselor like years ago and kind of fell out of and it. Maybe
1: thinking, maybe remembering that as they're dealing with their present day crisis, that this is something that might be able to help.
0: Correct. And, and sometimes we've had kids come in that have n- had had nothing. So it just it depends. It's there's a wide variety.
1: Take us through what a typical, and I'm I'm sure you're going to laugh at that term. There's probably every one of them is different. Every one of them is unique. But um, what would what would be a kind of typical walk in assessment session? Can you can you walk us through this? Person comes in, says, I need to speak to someone.
0: Sure. Um, typically, we tell uh, clients when they come in or they call and ask about the assessments, um, we tell them that it's about a 15 minute assessment sometimes they take a little bit longer depending on what the presenting issues are um, but as I do a walk-in I ask them what is their immediate crisis in the last 24 to 48 hours what has happened that kind of brought them in um, they'll kind of talk about what's happened um, I'll ask them if they've had current services um, you know do they have anything currently that they're doing are they on any current medications um, and then we have a uh, a list of questions, kind of like a risk assessment. So we'll ask them, do you have any suicidal thoughts currently? Do you have any self-injurious behaviors currently? Um, We'll ask about school, how behaviors are in school, if they're having any behaviors. Um, We'll ask them about their, you know, whatever their current stressors are, has there been any past trauma history? Um, has there been any abuse? That kind of stuff.
1: So it really depends on that person being forthright and honest with you. But Correct. then again, if they've taken the step to come in, is that is that a pretty clear uh, indication that they want to they want to get this help and they want to let you know exactly what they're dealing with?
0: Yeah, I mean, and from my experience and the amount of walk-ins that I've done personally. Um, I feel that most of the people that are coming in are 100% honest with their their past history of mental health or abuse or anything like that.
1: Right. And we're always talking about it. And beyond the realm of mental health, physical health, um, and dealing with your family's health, it, we're always saying, look, you've you got to be honest. You've got to be forthright. You've got to be open and and complete. Mm-hmm. Holding back information for a reason from your medical provider, from your from someone who's helping you uh in these areas is just is just making it harder if not impossible for them to really help you right now uh okay so you go through the process as you've outlined what are some of the recommendations that you end up making in terms of that person and what what they need to do next
0: so depending on what their presenting issues are and how the risk assessment kind of goes and how they answer those questions um, as long as they're being 100 percent honest i can make a, a proper recommendation for what they currently need. Um, So our recommendations can go as high as hospitalization, um, where we're recommending them be hospitalized for a period of time. Now, we don't make that determination. The hospital eventually will do that. Um, But we can make that recommendation that that's the highest level of care that they would need to go to. Um, We also have an acute partial program, which is a step down from the hospital. It's a 10-day program. the kids come in, they're there for 10 days, but they go home at the end of the day. They don't right. stay there. It's
1: almost like school, except that instead of going to school, they're in a in a, a treatment program.
0: Correct. And that's a therapy-based program. And we explain that to the families, too, because not everybody knows the difference between that and like going sending them to school.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: so we explain that to them. Um, and then um, our lowest level is just an outpatient. So if somebody's just coming in because they're depressed or anxious and they're not sure how to deal with those feelings and they need that outpatient level of service, then we'll recommend them to outpatient. And we typically, um, if we can, get them set up almost immediately with a an intake.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, because I, I think of these folks and I think they they actually are showing a great deal of courage to say, "I'm going to take this step. I'm going to come into this office. I'm going to get assessed." You know. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not something that people are used to. If, if there's a physical ailment or there's an injury, you're used to going to see the doctor. You're used to going to see an emergency room. Maybe not so much when people are dealing with these uh, emotional or mental health issues. Um, what, in your mind, as someone who has done these, who, do, who does these on a, you know, a, I would say a regular basis, but you don't know it's a regular basis because you don't know who's going to walk in. But um, what do you think is the most beneficial aspect that comes out of these sessions for for these people that I said have shown the courage to come and and, and ask for help?
0: Um, I think the most beneficial is they're coming in and you know, as soon as we have a, a therapist available, they're able to speak to somebody live and in person um, and get immediate feedback as to what's kind of going on and what we can recommend rather than trying to call agency after agency and and try and go through the referral process, which can sometimes take months <laughs> or sitting in an ER for hours on end. Right,
1: right. And we've talked about that on, on the podcast before about, you know, uh, so many times the emergency room seems to be the best option. And in many cases, it's you couldn't come up with a worst option. For right. that individual to go into that environment and have to stay there for hours, in fact, even days, we've heard about. It.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, so at least this way we can get them in, they can talk to a therapist, we can get them set up. Um, and if there's, you know, sometimes our acute partial might have, you know, a little bit of a wait, we get them set up with outpatient, anyways, so that they're there talking with somebody. Gotcha. In the meantime.
1: Okay um if folks here in the lehigh valley of pennsylvania which for those of you who may not be around this area it's in the eastern part of the state the allentown bethlehem uh area uh if they're interested in in this what are the locations that provide the walk-in assessments
0: um so we have uh mount pocono is actually one of our locations they do walk-ins um Family Center, where I work, which this is, in, is Bethlehem. in
1: Bethlehem, in Bethlehem, correct? In, at the Broadway campus, yes. correct?
0: And Broadway, um, we have a Green Street location, which is in Allentown, which is right across from Deeriff.
1: Okay, Deeruff High School, for correct?
0: Um, and we have a Sacred Heart location, which is right next to Sacred Heart Hospital in Allentown on Two right. Street.
1: Right, right. And and we'll make this point again later on, but um, you can find those locations on our website at kidspeace.org. Uh, well, Sarah, we ask each of our guests to share a life hack. Now, sometimes this is a saying or something that's important to them from an inspirational perspective. It might be a valuable piece of advice some person gave you a long time ago, or, or maybe it's just a tip on how to, you know, do things better around the house. Uh, what's your life hack today?
0: Well, anybody who knows me knows that I like when things kind of... Uh, mesh well together Um, so one saying that kind of has popped out at me that I have made a painting and it hangs in my office um, is broken crayon still color. Nice. So there's always still a purpose to a broken crayon.
1: Oh that's awesome. That's awesome. We were talking before we went on about the life hacks we've had. I think I think you've you've cracked the top five with that one. <laughs> Sarah Kaler, LPC, is a senior clinician at Kids Pieces Broadway Campus in Fountain Hill or near Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, and she is one of the therapists who conduct the free walk-in assessments that we've been discussing. Sarah, again, thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me. All right.
1: As we noted, the walk-in assessments are available at our offices at the Broadway Campus, the Family Center, uh, the two locations in Allentown and our Mount Pocono facility up up in the uh, Monroe County, I believe it is. You can check out the locations tab at kidspeace.org for addresses and business hours. want to let you all know again that our podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, as well as on YouTube, if you want to, as we like to say, see how the magic is made. Um, we would love to hear from you about what we're doing or topics you'd like like us to discuss on the podcast. So let us know. Go to the Contact Us tab at kidspeace.org. The Conversations with Kids Peace podcast is produced by Robbie Allred. I'm Bob Martin. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to having you join us again for more Conversations with Kids Peace. Take care. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions about our Conversations podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.kidspeace.org to learn more about the series and share your thoughts.